It's time to get inspired. This message is brought to you by the International Center Gospel Church, Dallas, Texas. Raising leaders, shaping visions, and influencing society through Christ. And now, God's Word by Reverend Martin Sinsafo, Senior Pastor, ICGC Destiny Temple. So this year, our theme is excellence. Amen. And with that said, I would want us to focus on the month of January on excellence. The entire year is excellence. The entire decade, our theme is excellence. So, this month, we would be delving into the subject of excellence. But the next couple of Sundays, or today and next week, I'll be touching on establishing foundations for excellence. Are you there? Establishing what? Foundations for excellence. Foundations are very important. It is so interesting that when you look at a building, most of the time you don't see the foundation upon which the building sits. But the strength of the building, the durability of the building, the ability of the building to endure depends on the foundation that is built for the building to stand on. Are you listening? So, it is imperative for us if we are going to really experience the benefits of excellence. And as we learned on, during the, the night of crossover, that God expects of us to excel. Because he's an excellent God. And he has created us after his image, in his likeness. By our new birth, the faculties of God supernaturally were imparted to us. And that is what is legally so. In other words, that is what is supposed to be our person. It is our potential. Amen? But the fact that that is our potential doesn't mean that we can sleep and sit and fold our hands and wake up one day to see the manifestations of the faculties of God, the abilities of God, for us to be able to generate the results that God generates. Am I communicating here? Are you listening? So, it is imperative for us to play our part, to work out our own salvation with fear and what? And trembling. Taking practical steps to ensure that there is a movement from potential to reality. Amen? Is somebody here? It is important. And for us to do so, we must build foundations. We must build foundations, solid foundations. Amen? And 
the first of such foundation, which I'll be dealing with today and, uh, and next week, um, is the foundation of knowing God. Hello. The foundation of what? Knowing God. Amen. The foundation of knowing God. Can we open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 3. I'll read from verse 3 through verse number 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are not fleshly. They are not natural. They are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Someone say strongholds. Casting down arguments. King James Version says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. Scripture is saying that although we are housed in this earthen vessel, we carry the nature of God, we carry the identity of God in this earthen vessel. We do not operate our way of operation, our methodology. Our weapons are not of the flesh. Our weapons are mighty in God. Our weapons are efficient in God. Our weapons have capabilities in God. And the capabilities of our weapon go to pull down strongholds. Amen? Verse number five. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It didn't say every high thing that exalts itself against God. Because nobody can stand God. Did you see that? Nobody can stand God. You see, when Satan rose up and rebelled against God, God didn't have to fight him. Michael, the archangel, Took care of him. Are you listening? Because Satan is no match for God. So, it is a fruitless venture to fight God. Praise God. And Satan knows that. So, the scripture is saying that there are high things, they exalt themselves. They are not exalting themselves against God, but they are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God. You see, so your attempt to know God is consistently being fought against. Hello? Are you listening? So there are high things that exalt themselves against you coming into knowledge, coming into comprehension of God, coming into understanding of God, who God is, 
What are his character? I mean, uh, the character traits of God. What are the, the things God can do? Are you with me? What are his operations? What are his methodologies? Satan does not want that because once you get to know God and know him very well, you are on your way to excellence. Your amen is not strong here this morning. Once you come to understand God, you are, you are able to push to fulfill the plans and the purpose of God for your life. And Satan does not want that. So he has, he has exalted things. He has brought up things to fight you coming to know God. Knowing God is a powerful foundation that you need in life. Amen. You need to know God. We, as, we, we need to come to that place. You see, that is why it, is, that, it doesn't come easily for you to come to church. It doesn't come to you easily. It doesn't come to you easily to spend time to pray. It doesn't come easily to you to spend time to read your Bible. It doesn't come easily for you to fellowship with like-minded believers who are purposeful in doing something great for the Lord. It doesn't come easily. Why? Because Satan raises up standards. He raises up high things to fight the knowledge of God. Legislations are made. Laws are passed in, in towns, in cities, in communities, in countries to abolish the knowledge of God, to reduce the knowledge of God. Why? Because when the knowledge of God comes to people, the people rise from obscurity to where God has ordained them for them to be. This year, 2020, you will know God. I said this year, 2020, you will know God. And you will rise to achieve the spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Let's look at a few things here. Jeremiah chapter number 9. Jeremiah chapter 9. Verse number 23. Verse 23. It says that do not allow or <laughs> don't let the wise man glory in his wisdom. So this is what the Lord God is saying. God himself is the one speaking. This is what God is saying. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Do not boast in your wisdom. Wisdom is great. Education is great. But scripture says, God himself is speaking, that this year, you're boasting, you're glorying, you're bragging. Some of you have mouths. <laughs> Amen. You have lyrics. Vibes. Amen. And the vibes can go to the extent of telling people that, oh, you know, when I was a child, I used to spend vacation in Dubai. In Dubai. <laughs> How old are you? Well, I'm 40 years old. Dubai wasn't that great at that time. Amen. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, Princess Diane, 
she's my cousin. <laughs> Amen. I went to school at Harvard, Princeton. I was educated by the best. Praise God. And when I finished, I was interviewed by the highest paying company in my country. These are accolades and things that we can brag about. These are things that for some people, when you take those things away, that's it. Amen? God is saying, are you wise? Don't brag in it. Don't boost in that. Praise God. Do not let the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty, the mighty, the one that is strong, don't let him boast. Huh? In his might. So people can boast and brag about their strength. Praise God. And there are those that they kill to get wealth. So they can brag in the wealth. There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to do well. This year you will do very well. Amen. Hear me? You will do very well. As you excel in the things that God has given to you to do, you will do very well. Nations will come looking for you. I said nations will come looking for you. And there are those who will glory in their riches. They will, they will glory in their riches. When, 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 you, when you become rich, that your riches or your, your, your prosperity is not for you to be boastful or braggadocious. Is that a word? It's a word. Are you here? Now, give me the next verse, verse 24. Look at it. So, if we are not supposed to glory in all these things, what are we supposed to glory in verse 24? But let him that glories, let him that boast, boast in this, boast in this understanding, that he understands and he knows God. God is saying, if you want to brag, you must brag in the fact that you know me. <laughs> Amen. You must brag in the fact that you know God. You understand his ways. It's a solid foundation for you to rise and excel in life. Brag that you know God. Let him brag that he knows me. That I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness. I am the Lord which exercise judgment. I am the Lord which exercise righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So the Lord is saying that if you come to a place of knowing him, you become his delight. Hey, you become the delight of God. When you come to the place of knowing God, you become God's delight. Give me Psalm 16, verse number 3. Psalm 16, verse number 3. One of the foundational scriptures our general overseer used for us for this year. Psalm 16, 3. But to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent one, in whom is all my delight. Do you understand that? We just read from the book of um, Jeremiah 9, 20, 24. That let him that glory, glory in this that he understands me. Because he's saying that if you, if you know him, he takes delight in you. He takes delight in you. And he's saying that here in verse number 3. Psalm, but to the saints that are in the earth. 
to the excellent one in whom is all my delight. In other words, when you know God, you will excel. And as you excel, God's delight shall be in you. I thought you were going to clap for that. Hallelujah. Raise your right hand and say, in the name of Jesus. In this new year, in this new decade, I commit myself to knowing God, to understanding him all the way in the name of Jesus. So help me God. God delights in people who know him. He delights in people who know him. There's a blessing when you get to know God. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Verse number 3. Paul says, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. And our hope and rejoice is in Christ. We brag, we boast in Christ. We have no confidence in the flesh. We do not glory in our wealth. Is it education? We got it, but we don't glory in it. Are you listening? We don't have confidence in the flesh. We, we boast, we rejoice in Christ. Verse 4. Verse 4. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. In other words, you see, I can boast in the flesh. Paul, Paul is telling you that if you really want to go there, we can go there. And when I go there, you cannot be a match for me. <laughs> Amen. He said, we can go to that place, we can boast, we can, we can enter the field. If you really want to throw punches when it comes to boasting, let's enter the arena. And you, you will not be a match for me. He said, we don't, we, don't, we don't have confidence in the flesh. Although, I might also have confidence in the flesh. In other words, I have things I can show you. I have evidence. I have things I can brag about. You have $50,000, you are bragging. The one that's five, he said, I can count $500 million and give you a tip. So he's saying that we can brag. When we can get to that field. When we get there, you, you, you can't even come close. See? If any other man thinks that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I, the more. <laughs> Amen. This Paul, if anybody wants to brag, I, I can brag better. Amen? It's five. He started the bragging. I was circumcised the eighth day. I am of the stock of Israel. Are you listening? <laughs> hey. Braggadocious. I am a princess. I was born to royalty. Amen. I was born to royalty. He's telling you. Of the stock of Israel. Now, we can go into the tribe of Benjamin and you understand that I am there. 
um, in Hebrew of the Hebrews. When you come to touching the law, I'm a Pharisee. I have perfected myself in education. Amen? Somebody tell Paul to chill. Tell Paul to chill. Say chill to Paul. Because Paul is about to leave us in the dust. <laughs> This race, we can't, we can't compete. Paul, relax. Some of us were not born <laughs> on the hill. We were not born underneath the hill. They dug a hole and they, bought, they gave birth to us in the hole. <laughs> Amen. We had to climb out of the hole, come to the valley before we can start try, try climbing. So, Paul, relax. Amen. As touching the law, I am a Pharisee. The next, the next verse, please. Look at it. He says that concerning zeal, eh, when it comes to zeal about the things of God, I am more zealous. I was persecuting the church, touching the righteous which is in the law. I was blameless. Touching the people that were righteous according to the law, the, the fake people. Touching the pretenders. I was blameless. The next verse, please. Now, he said, but what things that were profitable to me what things that were gainful to me, those I counted them loss for the sake of knowing Christ. I counted those things lost for the sake of knowing who? Christ. The next verse, please. Now, yay, doubtless, I counted all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of how many things? All things. And yea, I do count them but dung, rubbish. That I may win Christ. That I may know Christ. That I can understand him. I free all of those things away. Give me the NIV. Let's look at the NIV in that same verse. Look at it. I free all those things away with the hope of winning Christ. With the hope of knowing him. This is a man that had an encounter with our Lord Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus. Later on in his ministry, he's writing to the church in Philippi and he's saying these things. When you were born again, no angel appeared to you. Are you listening? A legion of angels didn't appear to you. Jesus didn't show up in your bedroom to get you born again. This poor man, Jesus actually encountered him. And, and oh my, oh my. Are you listening? And that's how he got born again. He is the one later on in his life. He's writing to this church and telling the church that we can brag and boast about everything. But I have forgotten about all those things. My goal is to know God. My goal is to win him. Look at the NIV. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing wealth. Surpassing wealth of knowing Christ. There is there is worth in knowing Christ. There is, there is profit in knowing God. And it surpasses everything that you can ever think about in life. I think it's a good place for you to clap. Amen. Don't, don't let me ask you to clap. When, when I do that, it's like, it, it becomes artificial. It must become natural. You know, we are on Facebook. We are on social media. Life, so. <laughs> are you listening? It must, it must, it must come spontaneously. Somebody will tell you, Pastor, I, I was just letting it marinate. <laughs> Amen. Are you hearing? He's saying that uh, there is worth in knowing Christ. He said, I consider all those things, everything a loss because of the surpassing worth. 
surpassing wealth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain him, that I may win him. There's a man on his way to heaven, but he's saying that I want to win Christ. It must be a commitment from your heart in this new year, in this new era, in our year of excellence. It must be that thing on your heart that I want to gain Christ. I want to lose everything, but I want to gain Christ. And I'm telling you, as you choose to lose everything, God will cause everything to come to you. He will cause everything to come to you. Whosoever seeks to, 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 to gain his life, let him consider it as a loss. Let him lay that life down. When you lay it down, you will gain much more. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be what? Added unto you. The next verse, please. Look at verse 8. Verse, sorry, verse 9. And be found in him. I will be found in him. Not having my own righteousness or, or of my own. That comes from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ Jesus. The righteousness which comes from God. On the basis of what? Faith. Keep going. Keep going. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to know God. I want to know the Holy Spirit. I want to know Christ. Yay! I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know Christ. When you come to know Christ, you can get access to the power that is resident on the inside of him. When you come to know God, you can have access to everything on the inside of him. The things that are challenging you and preventing you to rise into the place that God has ordained for you, they are no match for the power of God. They are no match for the power of God. And the power of God comes to reside in people who know him. I want to know him. The resurrection of his power. The resurrection power. So that I can participate in his suffering. Becoming like him in his death. Becoming like him in his death. This is the understanding the early apostles got. And with that understanding, they said something to the effect that we are not worthy to be crucified the same way our master was crucified. They said, Jesus suffered. We are not worthy to, be, to suffer the same way he suffered. So some opted for them to be... <laughs> are you here? Some offered for them to be crucified with their heads down. Like Jesus was crucified with his head up like that. Some offered for their head to come down and their legs were up. And they were crucified that way. Willing to participate in the suffering of Christ. They came to this place of knowing him. They, they know him. And listen, these people have, they have attained things in life. They have defended Christianity. They, they, are you here? They, they, they have done so much for us that it's about time that we picked up the button and start running our race, start fighting our battles, start doing something mighty for the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hand that I may know him. Say that I may know him. That I may know him. Now, let me quickly navigate through some of the benefits of knowing God. I've mentioned some of them 
in passing, but let me strategically give these benefits to you. Amen. And I'm trusting that next week we'll be able to look at the instruments for knowing God as part of building solid foundations for greatness in life, foundations for excellence in life. Amen. Number one, number one benefit for knowing God. Number one, strength, strength, strength. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Daniel eleven thirty-two. Daniel eleven thirty-two. With flattery, change it to King James Version, please. Is that with flattery, such as do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt with flatteries? The second part is where my focus is. But the people that do know they are God, they shall be strong. They shall be strong. And do exploits. There is going to be a dividing line. And the dividing line is going to divide those who know their God and those who do not know their God. He is their God, but they do not know their God. Are you listening? He is their God, but they do not know their God. There are many that God is their God, but they do not know God. And he's saying that those that do know their God, they shall be strong. When you see fortitude, when you see people demonstrating stamina, the ability to endure, the ability to push forward, when everything that is concerning them appears to be weak, but they are doing valiantly, they are excelling and doing great things for the Lord. Know one thing, that such people have come to a place of knowing their God. Hello? They have come to that place of understanding the God that they are serving. They that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. They shall be strong and they shall do exploits. In Proverbs chapter number 24, verse number 10, the Bible says that there is a possibility for people to fail in the day of adversity. There is a chance for people to fail in the day of adversity. When that day of adversity comes and people are failing, people are faltering, people are dying, things are not working right, there is one thing that can, that can give a reason for. It is that the economy of their strength is lacking. There is an economic depression in their strength. Are you listening? That's what Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 says. It says that if you faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. 
you, you are lacking in strength. You have not, you have not known God enough. If, 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 if people who know God, it's very difficult for them to fail. The Bible is littered with great patriots and, and men and women who understood the God that they served. And they stood and they, 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 they persisted. They, they developed this stamina. They developed this fortitude and pushed back against demonic incursions. They broke through barriers. They, they, oh my God. They, they, are you hearing what I'm saying? They broke through barriers. They killed giants. Why? Because they knew the God they were serving. They defied fires. They defied lions. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh my, my, my. They divided Red Sea. Why? Because they came to a place of knowing the God that they said. They were strong men and women in the Bible. I prophesy you will develop strength. In the year 2020, you will develop strength. You will develop strength. I said you will develop strength. You will develop strength. The days of your weakness are over. When adversity comes, you will not fail. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. You shall be strong. You shall be strong. Hallelujah. And they shall do exploits. So the second benefit is that you accomplish exploits. Great feats. Great achievement. When people are suffering from drought, you'll be enjoying bumper harvest. When the doctors give up on people for them to die, you'll be walking in divine health. When they write you off, God will write you in. Oh, am I speaking to somebody in the house now? Paul was left for dead. They stoned him. And they dragged him out of the city. And threw him in the outskirts of the city. They, they left him for dead. He woke up, shook himself. He said, bring it on, bring it on. Bring it. I have just started, bring it on. He was strong. He was able to do valiantly for the Lord. You will do valiantly. I said, you will do valiantly. The days of your small beginnings are over. The days of your littleness are over. The days of you failing in periods of adversity, they are over. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter number 1, verse 21, quickly. Romans 1, 21. Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorify him not as God. So one of the benefits of knowing God is that when you know God, you glorify him. Amen. When you know God, you glorify him. Your life becomes something that's supposed to glorify God. Hello? They knew God, they glorify him not. Neither were they thankful. But they became vain. In their imaginations. And their foolish hearts was darkened. Hello? They became what? Vain in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Knowing God will save you from vanity. Write it. It's a point. It's a point. It's a preachable point. 
You can share it with your friends. You can tweet it. It's a tweetable point. You can tweet it. <laughs> you can Facebook it. You can, you can Instagram that. Hello. I said, knowing God saves you from vanity. Hello. There are people whose minds are just full of vanity. Vain thoughts. It cures you from vanity and foolishness of heart. What point is that? Three. Number four. Knowing God enables you to confront darkness. Knowing God, it empowers you to confront darkness. God is light. In him, there is no darkness. Come on, talk to me. God is what? Light. In him, there is no darkness. When you know God, you walk with God. And as you walk with God, hear me, darkness disappears. That's why the psalmist can stand up and say, Here though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me. There was supposed to be a shadow, but the light of God with this psalmist walking through that shadow turns that shadow from darkness to light. I see you overcoming every darkness in your life. Darkness in your family. Darkness in your marriage. Darkness in the area of your finances. Darkness in your academics. Every area of your life that matters to you. I see the light of God shining through as you get to know him more and more. Amen. Amen. Go to verse 25. The same chapter, chapter 1, verse 25. Chapter 1, verse 25. Look at that. Chapter 1. So that's point number 5. We'll be looking at point number 5, but this verse 25. The Bible says that who changed the truth of God into a lie and they worshiped and served the creator more than the creator who is what? Blessed forever. Amen. Keep going, please. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections for even on, move on, keep going. Likewise, keep going, the next verse. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. <laughs> Amen. You see, the high things that fight against the knowledge of God, they prevent people from retaining God in their knowledge. If you read the verses before, the vile, the sin, the indescribable sin, and the foolishness and everything they were doing, it was because they failed to retain the knowledge of God. They failed to retain God in their knowledge. As a result, they were given over to reprobate mind. They were given over to what? Reprobate mind. I was trying to find the meaning for this word, the reprobate. And I, I discovered that reprobate simply means good for nothing. A mind that is good for nothing. A mind that is yielding result that is good for nothing. Amen. Hello. I said it's good for what? Good for what? I mean, if you remember the first shoe that you ever bought. It's good for nothing. All right. I'm moving right along. <laughs> I'm not going to go there to list the things you don't remember. Amen. You remember how your first iPhone looked like or your first Android phone looked like? <laughs> Amen. It's good for nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Am I preaching here now? Am I touching certain things? Reprobate mind, good for nothing, degenerate mind. It means zero, zilch, nothing, emptiness. Praise God. Praise God. I pray that as you get to know God in this year of excellence, you would be good for something. You would generate results that is good for something. In the name of Jesus. Number six. Did I say number six? Number six. It enables you to suffer rightly for God. It enables you, knowing God helps you to suffer rightly for him. Second Timothy chapter one, verse 12. And you do so without fear or without what? Shame. Second Timothy chapter one, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not embarrassed. There are, you see, when you are serving God, it may appear as if it's a shame. Your friend may tease you, the young ones that are in here. They may make fun of you. They may mock you. And I, hello. <laughs> but Paul is saying that because I know God, because I know him, I suffer these things and I'm not ashamed at all. For I know whom I have believed. <laughs> hey. I know whom I have believed. I am doing these things because I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which is committed to his charge against that day. Amen. So knowing God enables you to do the things that God has asked you to do. It may appear as if it's, it's a shameful thing for you to do. But you know that God is a God that rewards Hello, we are not careful to answer you concerning this matter. The three Hebrew boys stood in front of Nebuchadnezzar and told him, we are not careful to answer you concerning this matter. The God we serve, we know him. He would deliver us out of this. So it's not now that I'm going to embarrass myself and bow before, are you hearing what I'm talking about? I refuse to embarrass myself and sink down to your level of reprobacy, to your level of good for nothingness, to your level of, of adultery, to your level of shamefulness. I am not ready to sink down to that level. You can do whatever you want to do against me, but I know that even as you go about doing it, God is able to deliver me. I know whom I have believed. I know who I have believed. And yea, even if, even if he does not deliver us, we will not bow. We will do what he has asked us to do. Of course, they bound them, they threw them into the fire, the burning furnace. They threw them in and you know the result. Because they know God, God showed up right there. And deliver them from that burning fire. This year, 2020, you'll be delivered from burning flames. You'll be delivered from things that are meant to consume you. You'll be delivered. As you get to know God, deliverance will come to you. Hear me, deliverance will come to you. For you know whom you have believed. That he's able to keep your family. That he's able to keep you from going down. He's able to keep you from becoming broke financially. He's able to keep you from getting... I'm die, dying of cancer. He is able to keep you from embarrassment. The God that you serve, He is capable. I know whom I have believed. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
That's the God we serve. When you get to know him, you shall not fear. You stand in front of Goliath. And you said, relax, king, relax. Who is this uncircumcised individual standing in front of me defying the armies of God? How dare you? I'm a 17-year-old boy. You're looking at me like that, but no, 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 no. I got the God with me. The, the, the great I am is with me. Oh, are you hearing me? He knows that God is with me. He said, when I was with my father's sheep, a lion came to take one of the, the, the lambs, and, and a bear came, and listened to me. With my bare hands, I killed the bear. Hayikata. With my bare hands, I killed the bear. And with a lion in the tribe of Judah, on the inside of me, I killed the lion. What are you talking about? Praise God. He said, what shall be done for an individual who is able to take this man down? What shall be done for the individual who will be able to accomplish this feat? Who will be able to do this exploit? The brothers say, you are just a braggadocious individual. You have come here to observe the, the fight. You came here to observe the fight. Who, who in his right mind goes into a battlefield where arrows and bullets and bazookas and everything is shooting to go and observe fights? Hey, it's coming. Oh, I'm, I'm dodging. Who in his right mind will do that? Don't be worried about people who would deride you, who, who, would, who, would, who would speak evil of you for doing what God has ordained for you to do. In it, your destiny will manifest. In it, you will rise to where God has ordained for you to be. He took Goliath down. With one shot, you will not miss. So. They that know their God, they don't miss. I said, they that know their God, they do not miss. Amen. They operate with such confidence. Bible says that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. So as you labor for him, if you know that he is, he is not unrighteous to forget you. He is not unrighteous to forget your reward. He is not unrighteous to forget your benefit in knowing him and in serving him. He is not unrighteous. If you know him, that he is not unrighteous. Brothers and sisters, I am telling you, I am telling you, you'll be able to endure and you'll be able to suffer rightly for the Lord without fear or without shame. You will not be careful to answer situations when they come up against you. You will not be careful. You will not be careful. You will not be careful. You will not be careful to do what God has asked you to do. You will boldly declare that let the worst thing happen. I am doing this for the Lord. Amen. What number do you have? You have six. So what I'm going to give you is number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Second Peter chapter one. Verse two. Chapter one. Verse two. Chapter 1. This will be my last point. Amen. Someone shout, I'm blessed. Yo, I said, declare, I am blessed. Say it very loud. Say, I am blessed. Can we all read it together? Come on, ready, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Grace and peace, they are multiplied. And the reactance 
in that multiplication, the ingredients that lead to that multiplication is the knowledge of God. <laughs> Amen. The activator of the multiplication. So if you realize that your multiplication resources, sorry, your grace resources are low. If you realize that your peace resources is about to dry up, check your knowledge, your knowledgeometer. Check the, 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 the measuring instrument that measures your knowledge of God. Do you see that? Can we read it again for, for, for the people out there to hear? Louder, louder for the people out there in the street to hear. Can we read it again, please? I think you can do better. Come on. Can, can you read it a little bit louder? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grace and peace is multiplied. Grace and peace. You need grace to be able to marry and marry well. You need grace to be able to work and work well. You need grace to be able to excel in the things that God has given to you. You need grace. You need grace. You need grace to be bestowed upon you for you to be able to do well. You need grace for you to be able to do well. And grace is multiplied when you know God and when you know Jesus Christ. Amen. As part of your new year resolution, the new year is so fresh. Resolve and resolve through the end of the year. Resolve through the end of the decade. Resolve through your life that you are going to commit to knowing God so that the graces of God, the manifold graces of God shall avail themselves unto you. You can tap into the graces of God by knowing God. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall be yours by knowing God. In the middle of turmoil, there's, you, you know, everything around you appears to be burning down, but you, you are calmly relaxed knowing that, oh my God, knowing God. You remember there's a gentleman, his name was Jonah. <laughs> Jonah was going somewhere, there was a storm. Jonah was sleeping because he knew God. <laughs> Amen. He was sleeping. They tapped him. Why are you sleeping? Wake up, oh thou sleeper. Jesus Christ was also sleeping. It was in the middle of a, a storm. He was also sleeping. Because he knew God. I pray that your knowledge of God will increase. I said I pray that your knowledge of God will increase. Did I say the final point is that one? No, let me give you one last, one last point. Are you enjoying this message? Are you enjoying it? Why don't you put your hands together if you're enjoying it? Hallelujah. You want another point? Unlimited prosperity. Unlimited prosperity when you know God. Unlimited prosperity when you know God. You shall do well. Though. Hey, you shall do well, very well. This thing is not too foul. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 2 says that grace and peace is multiplied. Let's look at the next verse. Look at it. It said, according as his divine power hath, not is going to, his divine power has given you how many things? Somebody shout, I'm blessed. 
Man, I'm just feeling the anointing already. I'm feeling the graces of God already. Someone said, I'm blessed. Say, I've got all things. Come on, say, I have all things. Are you, are you prophesying? Say, I have all things. <laughs> According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen. His divine power has made available for you all things. All things. The currency we use to withdraw the all things is the knowledge of him that has called you to glory and virtue. Did you get that? I said, did you get that? There is currency. There is money. It costs something. You, you have to pay for something. You have to. There's something you have to pay to be able to have access to it. His divine power has given it all to you. But the card that you're going to use to withdraw from that ATM, you are not hearing me. The card that you're going to be able to use to withdraw from that ATM is a card written known as the knowledge of him. The knowledge of him that has called you to virtue and power. I mean, it's called you to glory and power. He has called you to experience power. Somebody say power. Somebody say anointing. And then he has called you to experience glory. Amen. All these virtues, all this we are talking about, the card, the ATM card, the password is the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. So then don't let anybody rob you. This year, don't let anybody rob you. In your attendance to church, don't let anybody rob you. May you say amen to that? Don't let anybody convince you not to oh, be quick in coming to the house of God. Don't let anybody rob you. Don't allow yourself to rob yourself of all things that pertains unto life and godliness. I believe a nice house pertains to life. I believe a nice car pertains to life. Hello? Hello? I believe a beautiful marriage pertains to life. Come on, am I getting some response from the house? I believe a well-raised children or well-raised home is something that pertains to life. What about godliness? Amen? Is the anointing pertain to godliness? Is understanding scriptures pertaining to godliness? Come on, come on, come on. Come with me. Are you here? There are things that pertain to godliness. And the Bible says that God's divine power has made it available to you. As you get to know him, it is dispensed, released to you. Released to you. Hallelujah. We believe you've been blessed by this message. For details, inquiries, and prayer, call 469-502-1000. That's 469-502-1000. Or visit www.icjcdallas.org. You are blessed and highly favored.